Welcome to the podcast filled with his love, strengthening attachment relationships. Today's episode, The More We Love, The More We Hope. Stephanie Dowrick once said, she's an author, she once said, let love be the foundation of your life, the ground of your being, a place of forgiveness and gratitude, delight and awe, a ceaseless source of hope. So she's really saying, the more we love, the more it's our foundation, the more we will have hope. This also applies to faith. The more we love, the stronger our faith. And we'll talk about that in another episode. But today, I want to focus on a story. We will say that his name was Bishop Jones that told me this story. I'm changing the names just so that it's a protected thing for identity. And we'll call the main character in this story, Jeff. Jeff was a gay member of Bishop Jones's ward and had not attended church for 30 years. He approached Bishop Jones and he said, would it be possible to have the funeral for my partner who just passed away in this building? His dying wish was that he might be able to have his funeral in this building. And Bishop Jones said, of course, that will be fine. We will have the funeral here, and we will start planning it right now. The funeral was on a Saturday, and it turned out to be a beautiful occasion for everyone who attended. Even though most people who were there were not well acquainted with uh, the deceased or with Jeff. So, um, after the funeral, Bishop Jones said to me, this is what he said. He said, well, I went up to Jeff and I said, uh, we'd sure like to have you in sacrament meeting tomorrow. And Jeff was a little hesitant, but then eventually he said, well, I'll come if I can. So the next day on Sunday, Bishop Jones was seated on the stand next to a stake presidency member who was presiding at the meeting, President Smith, we'll call him. And when Bishop Jones invited Jeff to the meeting, he said, you know, I I know you might be uncomfortable. You haven't been here for a long time. And he said, 90% of the people in this ward, I am confident, will welcome you with love. And he said, the other 10%, you know, might not know what to do, but 90% of them will welcome you with love. So Bishop Jones is seated on the stand, and it comes time for the meeting to begin. Jeff has not come through the door, but just as Bishop Jones was ready to stand and begin the meeting, he saw out of the corner of his eye, Jeff walk through the back door of the cultural hall way in the rear of the chapel, so a long ways away from the podium. And Bishop Jones said, you know what happened? He said, I I felt pushed out of my chair. He said, some kind of force pushed me out of my chair. I leaned over to President Smith, and I said, "Um, wait just a minute. We're going to have to start the meeting a little late. I will be right back. And Bishop Jones went out and welcomed Jeff to the meeting. He gave Jeff a big hug, and following his hug, 
of Jeff, several members around him also gave Jeff a big hug, even though they hadn't seen him before. They got acquainted with him and welcomed him warmly into that sacrament meeting. And Bishop Jones went back to the stand then and began the meeting. Now, after the sacrament meeting, one family invited Jeff to spend Thanksgiving dinner with them. Not just once, but they invited him every year, and he's been going and spending Thanksgiving with that family every year. And another family in the congregation invited him to spend Christmas with them. And so this warm welcome that happened in the sacrament meeting was actually just what Bishop Jones had hoped. So the congregation had to have hope. Those that invited him, those that, they had to kind of envision him coming to Thanksgiving, coming to Christmas with them. The bishop had to have hope, originally giving him the invitation to come to sacrament meeting. And everyone involved in that scene was not just full of love, which was essential, but they were full of hope. So you can hope all things only if you are filled with the Lord's love. When you're filled with his love, then your, your capacity to hope is magnified. And all of that hope that went into the basically reactivation of Jeff into that ward was filled with love. That hope was founded, as that author said at the beginning, on love. And hope also, I might add, relies on moral imagination that we've talked about before. You have to imagine what's going to happen in the future. Hope is a thing that's focused on the future. And you have to hope and see that in your mind's eye as it's going to play out. And obviously, it usually doesn't play out exactly as you see it, but you have to imagine that it's going to happen. Imagine that Jeff is going to feel good about coming to church. Imagine that other people are going to feel good about him coming to church and that they're going to welcome him. So what can we do to increase our capacity to hope? First and foremost, we pray to be filled with the Lord's love. Second, we envision the future that we desire. We see it. We imagine it. We create it in our minds before it happens. And then this is kind of according to William James, a psychologist, kind of the father of American psychology. He said, if you want a quality or a characteristic in your life, just pretend you already have it. Act as if you already have it. And so I like this with hope too. Act as if you can achieve your desire. Act as if that thing you envision for the future, the thing you hope for, is actually going to happen. And then, as President Nelson has taught so recently, expect a miracle. It was a miracle, really, that that funeral led to Jeff's reactivation. It was a miracle that he decided to come back and join with members that he was really unfamiliar with. All of this is the miracle of the gospel of Jesus Christ. When we are filled with his love, our hope will increase. And when our hope increases, we can help bring about 
the things that the Lord would have done that we can envision with His help. Thanks for listening today, and we will see you next time.